to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. And during this series, Pastor DeMichael is teaching a lesson entitled Mormon Doctrines in Light of the Bible. Come find out what the Bible has to say on this issue. And please be sure to stay tuned after the broadcast as we will have a special offer for a free book on this very subject. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. Let's take a look at Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. And starting in verse 1, Paul says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. All right, many religious people, many religious people in and out of Christendom, in and out of the cults, are zealous in their religion. They are zealous in their religion. In fact, their zeal sometimes puts the zeal of Christians to shame, doesn't it? So uh, no one would ever suggest that most of these people are not zealous. And I'm sure the percentages break down uh, very similar among any group. You have those that are very zealous, those that are moderately zealous, and those that are just sort of hanging out on the fringes. But uh, Paul said that the Jews of his day, the religious Israelites, were zealous, but it was not according to knowledge. Remember something. It's not how much faith you have. It's the object of that faith. Jesus Christ said if you had the faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you could do what? You could remove mountains, couldn't you? It isn't how much faith you muster up. It's the object of that faith that counts more than anything else. And so the faith is misplaced here. And then he says in verse 3, For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Now, we're going to get it as simple as we can get it, but in reality, it gets this simple. There really are only two religions in the world, the religion of do and the religion of done. And verse 3 tells us this once again, whether it's the lost Jews of Paul's day, whether it's the lost adherents of Islam today, whether it's a lost Catholic, lost Mormon, lost Buddhist, or lost Baptist for that matter. The problem is self-righteousness. When we fail to understand just how holy and righteous God is, and how utterly impossible it is for our righteousness to adequately fulfill the demands of a thrice holy God, then what we will always do is we will substitute our righteousness for His. And look at verse 3 carefully in that light. Going about to establish whose righteousness? Their own righteousness. What does God say about our righteousness? Not very, not very flattering, is it? Filthy rags. All of our righteousnesses, according to Isaiah, are as filthy rags. That's how God sees our righteousness in light of His righteousness. But in a failure to see God's righteousness we begin to think, well, we can clean ourselves up to be acceptable in His sight by our own effort. And that's really all religion, folks. Uh, the rest is just particulars. 
The rest is incidentals. But all religion comes down to that. It's self-righteousness. In fact, it goes all the way back to Cain and Abel. The first man-made religion was Cain's fruit stand. It really was. I mean, Cain and Abel understood as brothers, sons of Adam and Eve, that there was to be an animal blood sacrifice made. When Adam and Eve sinned, God made coats of skins for them, didn't he? And they understood the animal sacrifice. And Abel offered that, and God accepted his sacrifice. Cain said, what I've done, what I've grown, my work should be good enough. That's essentially what he said. And that was your first man-made religion. And that's where do and done started. And so, notice at the end of verse 3, they have not submitted themselves under the righteousness of God, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that what? One word, believeth. Notice it doesn't say that worketh, that obeyeth, that keepeth that joineth, believeth. Belief is the trigger mechanism that gives us a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. So the problem is the same. And I believe in many ways religious people are the hardest to win to Christ, but they can be won. The problem is they seldom recognize their spiritual need. Religion has become a substitute for salvation. And your uh, first century Jews were lost, even though they had religious zeal. It's an age-old problem. Uh, the Samaritans had a religion that was a mixture of paganism and Judaism. And uh, in John chapter 4, Jesus witnessed to the woman at the well. She was a Samaritan woman, and she had objections based on her religion. And the Lord answered some of those objections. Uh, Paul loved these Jewish people. Notice in the beginning of the verse, verse 1, My heart's desire, prayer to God for Israel, is that they might be saved. Take a look at chapter 9, and look at verses 1, 2, and 3. No question about Paul's love for those lost Jews. He said that he wished that himself could be what? Accursed for them. Now, in spite of that, he did not hesitate to point out their error. And this is where people get all messed up in their head, especially these days. Uh, the only virtue left in our culture is tolerance. And when the only virtue left is tolerance, then the only vice becomes intolerance. I mean, really, in our culture... The average person, if he's been inhaling all the fumes of the philosophy of this day, the only real vice is for you to be intolerant of anything. So it is hard for people to imagine that you'd be pointing out religious error and loving the people who are in the error. But folks, if you love them, you've got to point it out. Because that error is going to land them in hell. Paul had a burden for these people. And uh, let's take a look at Jude and remind ourselves of something here in the book of Jude. I mean, people that have that outlook on things, the outlook that if you love people, you'll just agree with whatever they say and be tolerant, 
And if you don't, you'll disagree. I, I can't imagine what they think when they hear somebody pointing out error like we're doing. They must think, well, you know, this, this, this guy gets his jollies this way. I mean, what could they possibly be thinking, folks? Uh, the bottom line is that if you love somebody and you see them headed for disaster, you sound the warning. And spiritually, religious people without Christ are headed for disaster, regardless of the label. Jude verses 22 and 23. Jude verse 22, and if some have compassion, making a difference. And others save with what? Fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Now, let me say this right off the bat. We've taken you through eight different lessons to point out eight important areas of departure between Mormonism and Christianity. And we've done that for several reasons. Number one, there isn't anybody in this area that sooner or later isn't going to get a knock on the door from a couple of Mormon missionaries. So this is to give them information and to understand that the people knocking on their door aren't coming there to help them become better Christians. They want to turn them into Mormons. And there is a difference. Number two is to give people information so they can witness to Mormons. Uh, one of the sad things about the response we've had to this series, and it's been overwhelming, it's been an excellent response, but one of the sad things is to have the sense that most Christians in this valley are strictly on the defensive in this area. I mean, I don't mind giving them the information, and I'm glad to help, but I am sorry that most people are on the defensive. And I have to say it, what are their pastors teaching them? What are they reading every morning? The Wall Street Journal, are they reading their Bibles? Folks, we're to win them to Christ. They should be worn out with Christians witnessing to them, not the other way around. But I find it the latter more often than the former. We would like to thank you for listening to Treasures of Truth. And we would also like to offer a free book about the content you just heard on Mormon doctrines in light of the Bible. To receive this free book, please contact the office at Treasure Valley Baptist Church. You can give them a call at 208-888-4545. That's 208-4545. The offices are open Tuesday through Friday. To hear more great messages by Pastor DeMichael, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services. Our Sunday school begins at 9.30 with the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45. We also have great kids programs on Wednesday nights. At 7 o'clock, we've got the Master's Club, which runs during the school year. And at the same time, we have a Bible study for the adults in the main auditorium with specialized classes and programs for all ages, as well as wonderful nurseries for the youngsters, Treasure Valley Baptist Church has a place for everyone. And don't forget about our vibrant programs for the teens and our college and career group. We hope to see you soon.